It's Monday. It's January 18th. And the word of the day is anecdoche, which means a conversation in which everyone's talking, but nobody's listening. Used in a sentence, welcome to our little corner of the anecdoche business. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. So the word of Wednesday and beyond is anecdococracy. <laughs> <laughs> anecdoche, feeding my child since 2014. <laughs> I'm No Illusions. I'm Eli Bosnick. I'm Heath Enright. And broadcasting delayed from America's Far Center, we are the Skeptocrats. On this week's episode, we'll say our goodbyes to Trump and tall Tyler, everybody. The three of us will stage as effective a coup as the one Trump supporters managed. (laughs) And Donald Trump is literally pouting in his room with his phone privileges (laughs) taken away. Oh my God, he is. (laughs) (laughs) But first... The rest of the intro music. Joining me for headlines tonight are my fellow skeptic rats, No Illusions, and Eli Bosnick. Gentlemen, Donald Trump is officially the greatest president in history. In um, terms of total impeachments. Oh, there you go. Well, think, <laughs> you think we're going to be able to get him Pete Rose, like, lifetime ban? Do you think there's no, any chance? No, I don't think the U.S. government has the same high ethical standards as Twitter, Heath. No, I don't. <laughs> or yeah. Major League Baseball. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> or, or the high ethical standards of drug testing of Major League yeah, Baseball. Right. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. True that. Well, Pete Rose was gambling, but yeah. <laughs> also the drug testing. He probably also did steroids. Look at him. No, he was probably just... Very Massive. unhealthy, drinking, monster, smoking, yeah. huge. <laughs> Mark McGrath was afraid of him. Who? What in our lead story tonight? <laughs> Actually, before our lead story, I just want to, I just want to congratulate Nancy Pelosi for having a Trump impeachment outfit that she wore. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is fucking amazing. I love that. Same outfit, exact same stuff, same necklace, beautiful. Anyway. Moving on to our lead story tonight, besides the impeachment. Um, I'd like to make a nomination for Best Worst to start this off. Ooh. January 6th was the Best Worst just day. Okay. Best Worst day. Yeah. yeah. The Senate just barely flipped blue that day. Yep. And then we had an armed insurrection of neo-Nazis at we the Capitol. And I haven't heard any Law & Order Republicans mention this part, but I'm pretty sure... The insurrectionists were radical Christian terrorists. It's okay to say it. Say the Just words. Say it. Radical <laughs> say Christian terrorism. Words. Say the words. That's an accurate description. So, obviously, there's no shortage of media coverage about all the terrifying angles of this whole thing. Everybody can check that out. But I'm not letting these lunatics take this away from me, the positive part. I'm not going to let them make me forget about the best, best, best part of the best, worst day, which I'd say is twofold. Again, we won the Senate so, so huge. But also, the bad guys are tragically stupid. Yeah, and we, we, we need to celebrate that. Oh, so we won and the bad guys lost in the dumbest way possible on national television. Sounds like a win-win to me, Heath. Sounds like a win-win right? to me. Well, I mean, there are dead people and not all of them are the bad guys. So there's that. But <sighs> but yeah. yeah, but both Dude, of them man. are versions of Donald Trump lost. So I will endorse the win-win qual- classification. Yeah. Thank you. I think most of the dead people are bad guys. Most of them. But yeah. yes, at least one. No good. Anyway, uh, we're going to talk about a few of the highlights of arguably... 
the single dumbest attempted coup in world history. Yeah, think about how long the world's had history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so we, much. We tried that. to kill Lots. Castro with a cigar, and this it's is like, so much dumber. It's like six thousand years of human history, and. I'm going to start with that very fact, the very fact that this was the dumbest attempted coup in history. The level of stupidity is fucking breathtaking. Right? What did they think was going to happen? What did they think they were going to accomplish? <laughs> the, the Capitol building isn't magical. Like, even if they literally succeeded to whatever extent they thought they might succeed and they executed the entire U.S. Congress... We don't just give you the country at that point. <laughs> it's, it's like they thought Joe Biden was going to go on live TV and be like, fuck, Congress is dead. You found the loophole. So I guess, <laughs> yeah, this, I'm just reading off the Constitution here. If there is a burlesque Daniel Boone standing on the Senate floor with horns and face paint right now, he is king. Oh, uh, shit. Come on. You do now. have that? I bet good money that the guy who stole the podium was pretty sure he's Speaker of the House now, though, right? <laughs> or, well, maybe he thought he needed the magic hammer to activate it, but yeah, right. yeah that was the idea. I have the power! <laughs> you know he's trying to fly around like Thor, trying to do lightning with it. It's not working. He spins it around and just falls on his face. <laughs> he can't lift it, but it's because he's malnourished and has COVID. <laughs> that is... Definitely happening right now. <laughs> Makes me very happy. So yeah, that that brings us to my favorite moment during the attempted magical nation steal. Of course, I'm talking about a group of terrorists getting brer rabbited away from the Senate chamber by Capitol Policeman Eugene Goodman. This guy is the oh, best. Wow, He's a fucking yeah. hero. He literally used himself as bait and taunted a mob of Nazis being like, hey guys, whatever you do, don't follow me in this direction. No, please don't. Please don't keep following me. No. And he got him away from the Senate and right into more police backup. I never has the English language wanted more for the word Looney Tunish. <laughs> perfect. He, he all but jingled keys. <laughs> I, be, I mean, I bet he had some keys, and they were like, jingly, jingly, jingly. Put, put a laser light on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> they all just started tacking jumping and on it. heads at the same time. Oh, it's almost that. So the aftermath of this whole thing also led to some delightful schadenfreude. One amazing example is Donald Trump getting banned from Twitter and Facebook, and yeah, you know, only about 16 years too late. Yeah. But the two social media giants finally caved and decided that, you know, helping a terrorist ringleader spread his message to millions might be a bad idea. And now we get to watch like all those libertarian econ 101 PhDs <laughs> try to explain why private companies in the free market should not be allowed to... Uh, Operate freely in yes. the market of information. <laughs> Just say I don't want there to be consequences for my behavior. Just I can understand that. I can yeah, right. right. It's it's so crazy to me that the Twitter ban both delighted me more and angered Trump more than the bonus impeachment. <laughs> yeah, right? it did. So many copies of Atlas Shrugged getting ruined by faces exploding from evil robot Must malfunctions. It's glorious. Free speech, free market, speech, speech, market, free. <laughs> Cognitive dissonance! <laughs> so much. But 
Perhaps the greatest silver lining to this attack was my personal sexual awakening. I found my kink. I found it. I thought I had found it before. Nope, I found it now. And that would be watching videos of MAGA terrorists (laughs) ugly crying through airports after finding out they got put on the no-fly list. I'm having multiples. It's amazing. Yes, you are. (sighs) They're they're so scared. They don't know what to do. And they're so ready to be treated nice by these cops who are like, oh, no, 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 no. I am being videotaped. Curse lamb. <laughs> yeah, they th- and they want they think they're going to get sympathy from the airport full of people and everybody's just like world star asshole <laughs> face. Oh, uh, this is my kink too. I'm going to send this to Heath. I'm going to turn off that this. cop's body camera. Come here. Come here. Let me turn off your body camera. <laughs> yeah. Well, either way, that microphone we disguised as a copy of the Constitution has gone untouched for 4 years now. So let's check in with Tall Tyler and Trump one last time. Um, you, you wanted to see me, Mr. President? Tyler, come on in. How's, how's the weather up there, big guy? I, I'm, it's, it's cloudy, sir. Classic. Classic. Uh, where are Melania and Sarah? Oh, they're just trying to steal the toilets. You gotta unscrew it! First and last time, they don't unscrunch! Everything unscrews if you're strong enough! I'll call the plumber. Eh, don't bother. So, they really did it. Uh, they did what, sir? Voted me out. They voted in big enough numbers that we couldn't cheat it, couldn't steal it, couldn't sue it. Just too many people showed up and pushed the button. Yeah, they sure did. So, so what are you going to do now, sir? Oh, me? I don't know. Maybe try to run away to Russia. P- Putin said he'd introduce me to Steven Seagal. Oh, that sounds pretty cool. Tyler? Yes, sir? Was I a good president? Oh, no, sir. No, you weren't. Because because we're not real. How, how's that now? Us. So this office, these interactions. But Melania and Sarah aren't wacky characters. Get a bucket! Don't get a bucket! In real life, they're an evil shrew and a vicious bigot who are happy to equivocate around the kidnapping of people's children as policy. And and you're not some bumbling buffoon, or, well, I mean, you're not just some bumbling buffoon anyway. You're a bigot, a racist, a bully, and a rapist who tried to overthrow the government while a pandemic that you ignored killed a 9-11's worth of Americans every day. I, I am? You are. And there is very little that's actually funny about the past four years. This does not? No, but you know what? I'm not real either. I, there are no well-intentioned people wringing their hands in the White House trying to wrangle Donald Trump into doing a good thing. There are just fascists, hangers-on, grifters, spies, and criminals at this point. Nobody's doing the puppet pals? No puppet pals, sir. Your removal from office is going to save countless lives. It's a, it's a chance for this country to do and be something other than evil and stupid again. So, no, no, you were not a good president, sir, but but you were a pretty good bit. I was, wasn't that big guy? And I still can be God over on Bible Peace Theater for a while? And, and Melania and Sarah can come too? At least... At least till the joke gets stale? Uh, knowing Eli, sir, you'll be around a long time after the joke gets stale. Yo! If you guys want free toilet water, it's all you can drink till they shut the water off. 
all you can drink. Free toilet water, big guy? After you, sir. After you. Hi, I'm Heath Enright. I'm no illusions. And I'm no excuses for not going to therapy. Oh, hey, excuses. We were just about to tell our listeners about BetterHelp. Oh, what's BetterHelp? It's an online service that assesses your mental health needs and matches you with your own licensed professional therapist. <laughs> therapy? Come on, guys. I can just, like, squeeze my butt cheeks together, right? I'll be fine. Nope, nope, uh, can't do that. But you can sign up for BetterHelp and start communicating in under 48 hours. Ah, uh, no way. I mean, I'd probably hate the therapist, and then I'd be, like, married to them. And and then I'd have to see them every week forever. No, no, no. And BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. They do? They do. Ah, uh, well, I, I probably can't afford therapy anyways. I bet I bet it's like $8 million. No, no, it's more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and financial aid is available. Financial aid? Really? Yep, really. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Skeptocrat. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash Skeptocrat and join the over one million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. Plus, our listeners get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash Skeptocrat. Damn. Kind of out of excuses. You, You guys sure that butt cheeks thing doesn't work? Yeah, pretty sure the butt cheeks thing doesn't work. Did it work? Nope. No. And we're back. Next up in headlines in Insurrections Have Consequences News. Stole that from Andrew and Thomas. I know yeah. I did, but it's so good. I really it's, liked it's it. It's medium. It's a, it's a <laughs> It's okay. It's okay. All right. Well, now that Heath has laid out the background about the coup, the threat to democracy, blah, 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 whatever, we can talk about the real news from last week which is that several of the terrorists died in absolutely hilarious ways, and we need to talk about it. Yeah, but don't, but don't worry. We're only going to laugh at the really funny deaths. Well, I'm going to be laughing at the boring terrorist deaths, too. <laughs> okay. I don't care Thank how. You. That's funny stuff. Two votes. So let's start with Ashley Babbitt. Whomst, I'm proud to say, we here at The Skeptocrat will be the first media outlet not to cover like we're writing her OkCupid profile. Right. Yeah. So, uh, Babbitt, the terrorist, was in the Air Force for 14 years, which you've already heard breathlessly described by everyone from the New York Times to the Washington Post. But you probably didn't know that she had multiple restraining orders from her husband's ex-girlfriend against her or about her racist and anti-Semitic social media presence. Or her failed pool cleaning business, because apparently the media learned that terrorists are people on January 5th. <laughs> I, I feel like not reporting on her failed pool cleaning business is excusable. That's just Softy. You're a softy, no illusions. <laughs> a softy, damn it. Also, she's a terrorist. Can we just say that yeah, one? Yeah, terrorist. 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 Anyways, Miss Babbitt. Radical Christian terrorist. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Yeah, so Miss Babbitt was part of one of the first crowd to attempt to breach the Senate chamber while members of Congress were still inside. And after being lifted into the hole of broken glass she created, she got shot in the fucking face and died. <laughs> which is impossible womp, womp. to feel bad about. It, everyone is trying to write a movie from the viewpoint of a henchman that Arnold Schwarzenegger threw into lava. 
Well, but like if that henchman screamed a racial slur on the way down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She basically lowered herself into molten steel and gave a Heil thumbs up like a Nazi Terminator. <laughs> Fuck your face, womp womp indeed. Uh, you cannot feel bad about that. Nope, not at all. But let's move on to the obviously funnier deaths. Like that of 34-year-old fellow Georgian to no illusions, Roseanne Boyland, who was... Crushed by her fellow Trump supporters as they attempted to break past the police barricades while literally carrying a <laughs> don't tread on me flag. Okay, but once she got knocked down, everybody else could just read tread on me. So, you know, they don't really blame the first guy. Oh, sorry. I just wanted to make sure you weren't being detained, ma'am. I guess well, you won't be now. <laughs> no, she will not. And last, but certainly not least, is the story of Kevin Greeson who tasered himself <laughs> in the balls while trying to steal a painting, had a heart attack from said taser, and died, which is the funniest thing that has ever happened anywhere. So we have no choice but to retire from comedy. Was he trying to steal a Tip O'Neill painting? Yeah, yeah, except... That's fucking weird. Yeah, except that sadly, that's... That's probably not what happened. Well, I, I would well, I would go as far as to say it's definitely not what happened. Yes, boo, nerd. Yeah, let's it we it it didn't, but it did. It happened in our hearts. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Heath. Again, two votes. Yes. Sadly, fact checkers, Noah, and actual reporters have since confirmed that Greason just had a regular plain old heart attack and may not even have been inside the Capitol building when he died, but that doesn't matter because <laughs> The best picture his family could think <laughs> to give of the media is of him dual-wielding AK-47 mock-ups next to a Christmas tree with the caption, Antifa come get some. Well, so, okay, but the worst part is that's exactly the photo that he'd have wanted them to use, right? In fact, I take even odds that he had that picture in his If I'm Ever Killed by the Gunman envelope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He definitely had an envelope. One hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. Guaranteed. So whether it's true or not, and it's not, that doesn't matter. <laughs> what matters is that when you Google Kevin Greason, or probably even just Greason, from now into eternity, the results will be that Kevin tasered himself in the balls to death, <laughs> and that, my friends, will last far, far into the future, long after his enabling. Mealy mouthed family are dead of their own <laughs> taser accidents. So. so okay. I picture it as like a mission accomplished. He was like, Tip O'Neill, my dream is done. I've done it. Time Heart to die. Attack. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> I get it. And in what are you calling water news tonight? It turns out that poisoning people with lead until they die in mass from Legionnaire's disease might be illegal even if the victims are black and poor. Uh, guys, I got to go check the oven. I, sure, one second. Sure you, yep, sure you do. Okay, so that's right. Former Michigan Governor Rick Snyder, along with eight other members of his administration, have been charged with a host of crimes related to the deadly policy of all but urinating into the water of Flint, Michigan <laughs> residents. Okay, that would have been way better. It so actually, better. yes, yeah, for health purposes, yes, actually it would have been. All like, right, so, so much. While the charges against Snyder are making front page news across the nation, I feel like journalistic integrity all but demands that the qualification just barely be added to the headlines, <laughs> as Snyder yeah. is only charged with two misdemeanor counts of willful neglect of duty that directly caused 12 deaths is all. Okay, 
where was the kidnapping team with the Acme Dynamite that blows themselves up? With Where were they when Rick Snyder was in power? <laughs> right. Like, right. going after Gretchen Whitmer? Yeah, the political party obsessed with secret pedophiles and government poisoning were just passing by the whistling, sweaty Catholic Church on their way to murder AOC. Yep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so, quick refresher. The Flint water crisis started way back in 2014 when the Detroit Water and Sewerage Department mixed up the two nouns that they're in charge of. In <laughs> April of 2014, the decision was made over the obje objection of Flint's elected representatives to switch the water source for Flint from Lake Huron and the Detroit River to the somehow even more polluted Flint River. Uh, and I grew up in Detroit, Woof. so trust me when I say that could only mean visible turds floating at the surface. Anyway. Yeah, they downgraded in cleanliness from the Detroit River, <laughs> whatever that, like, that just sounds word-wise right. horrible. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Anyway, it uh, turns out that that water was so corrosive that it leached lead from their old-ass pipes and exposed over 100,000 people to elevated levels of that particular neurotoxin. And when city officials found out about it, they told residents just as soon as they found a convenient month to do that... <laughs> Almost Great. half a year elapsed between the definitive evidence that the water was dangerous and any public notification. All right. Just as soon as Wally remembers the password to the town email, we're going to let everyone know. <laughs> so, I don't remember the password. password for the recovery one either, though. That's the problem. Try password uh, one, two, three. <laughs> All right, of course, this isn't the first time charges have been filed in connection with this scandal. Hell, for two-thirds of the people we're talking about, it's not even the first time charges were filed against them. Uh, six of the current targets had charges against them dropped in 2019 when a new team took over the prosecution. Uh, but as near as I can tell, the only person actually convicted of anything so far is Corinne Miller, a state epidemiologist who pled guilty to the same misdemeanors that they're charging Snyder with and got 12 months of probation and 300 hours of community service. So like, to be clear, I once got more than that for a half smoked joint in my car. Well, now, you know, you should have fed it to a poor black child when the cops walked. Right. Over, yeah. Closed. Mm -hmm. yep. Yeah. Misdemeanor. Really? Like, OK, here's another example of a misdemeanor. Me walking outside right now. Public intoxication. There right. you go. Tied <laughs> with murdering. Well, with lead. <laughs> With Legionnaires? Does, yeah. So, to be clear, these newest charges actually do include real shit with real penalties. Uh, the former state health and human services director and the former chief medical executive, whatever the hell that is, are both charged with nine counts of involuntary <laughs> manslaughter title. and face up to 15 years in prison. Uh, the okay. latter faces additional charges in her alleged efforts to cover up this shit afterwards. Uh, there are actually more than 30 felony charges between the nine of these people. So it, it turns out that there actually might still be genuine accountability uh, of, of a limited variety. Okay. Eventually. <laughs> right. But probably not. Yeah. There, there we go. go. There we go. Drop the charges. Wheels TBA. Yeah. Great. Mm -hmm. And in bitter pillow to swallow news. <laughs> this guy is just a font of great stories. Oh, I'm going to miss him. I'm going to miss him all. No, he's not going anywhere. He's just going to be out of power and therefore even crazier. <laughs> he's real forever. Yeah. So <laughs> as some people might already realize, we have a story about, well, we have a story about constitutional law and federal policing power. It's a big issue right now for the U.S. government. And that's why Donald Trump wanted to know what the prominent experts in the pillow industry think. <laughs> <laughs> well, those people told him go fuck himself. So he got the my pillow guy, Mike Lindell instead. The my pillow guy had a meeting at the White House last week and based on a photograph of his notes, 
he spoke with Donald Trump about China and some other countries stealing the election and about the possibility of invoking the Insurrection Act and declaring martial law. Yeah. It was in his notes. To be clear, less than a week before the end of his presidency, Trump called Mike, but what if the pillow was all lumps, Lindell, to brainstorm <laughs> other coup ideas than the one he already tried. Right, yeah, invoking the Insurrection Act of, against his own insurrection. Yep. And, and to be clear, he was too stupid to put his secret plans to overthrow the federal government into a manila folder. <laughs> right? Or or to fold them inwardly or like, you know, roll them into a little spindle. <laughs> Have a title page. So many things you can do. Shouldn't have gotten Sneak this him into a newspaper like a spy. <laughs> Pin in that, by the way, the spy thing. So according to Lindell, his notes came from a lawyer who knows about the <laughs> pillow-related insurrection topic in sure, general. Obviously. But that lawyer is a secret lawyer. He he could tell us who it is, but he, he'd have to smother us with a pillow. <laughs> and apparently he was bringing election conspiracy information that, that Trump can't get because the president can't access all those top journalists from Twitter anymore. <laughs> That's actually really why. That's how Lindell described it. Also, Lindell denies that there was anything about martial law in his notes. But the photograph of his notes that showed the exact phrase martial law actually said something less stupid. What would be less stupid? Than that? What would you say? I was seeing something less stupid. I was seeing if he could bring back Walker, Texas Ranger for another season by executive order. I, swear. I just. So here's my favorite part of the story. Even Donald Trump quickly realized how stupid the meeting was. After a few minutes with Lindell, Trump got bored of the crazy conspiracy theories. Donald Trump didn't find Lindell's election conspiracy to be compelling enough to keep talking about. So Trump very quickly dumped him off with two other officials. And those two people were National Security Advisor Robert O'Brien and White House Counsel Pat Cipollone, both of whom were on Lindell's list of suggested people to yes, fire. So hopefully they all got into a really awkward fight and everyone lost. I, I, well, I don't know about the former, but I can confirm the latter. <laughs> right. What do you think the firing? How would firings matter right now? What does that do? I don't well, even understand. Ask what the Lindell fucking NSA. <laughs> yeah. So this all sounds ridiculous, but let's be as fair as possible about the my pillow guy. He's also a big player in the towel sector. It's not just pillows. In fact, my pillow guy actually invented. I don't know. It's some sort of like rectangular towel technology. It directly removes moisture straight from your wet skin no. just right away yep i don't know well the fluid dynamics were over my head it was during an eric metaxas special we learned about it it's a lot of science but it looked pretty impressive point being he brings plenty of knowledge to the table that being said i included a photograph of lindell outside the white house before the meeting i pasted it right there you guys could see it he looks like a goulash spy right whatever that is like there's some kind of goulash thing going on and he's like more paprika something like that is happening there also 
I'm pretty sure he's holding two phones in yes. the same hand up yep. to his ear. Like yep. Maybe the, each of those phones is mono and that lets him call out in stereo <laughs> to the president. I don't know. And and it's so sad that we're not a video medium because the video of him leaving the White House and trying to sneak away like Wiley <laughs> Coyote is the top five comedic performances of all time. He tries to duck behind a pillar, but it's too small and he doesn't understand <laughs> angles. So we watch him be like, they're still looking. This doesn't help. I didn't <laughs> help. <laughs> he paints himself like a pillar. <laughs> Gets hit by a train. All right, all right. All right. That was, okay. That's on me. And in Federal Reserve it Optimism News, last week, after the Biden administration announced that they would be releasing all the vaccines held back in the Federal Reserve, the Trump administration first responded with condemnation and then announced that they would follow suit, which we learned this week was some bold lying bullshit as they'd already been distributing those doses since the end of December and there is no federal reserve to release. See? Ponzi scheme. I knew it. It's a Ponzi (laughs) scheme. Now, let me be clear. This is absolutely huge news, but it does not mean that we're running out of vaccines. I've seen way too many people, including press, reporting this as if Joe Biden was going to come in on day one to an empty warehouse and a winking sticky note from Donald Trump like a end of a heist movie. And then grandma has to strap a blood bag to the front of her car to try and get her second dose. But here's what that does mean. Well, so to, to be clear. We're not saying that is not what's going to happen, right? We're just saying that's not what this story is about. Go ahead, Eli. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. I got my grandma a blood bag. Yeah, exactly. So a bunch of state governors opened up or were planning to open up who could get the vaccine based on the idea that there was a Federal Reserve of vaccines that they were going to start getting larger shipments from. And also this is news because lying about having a Federal Reserve of vaccines you do not have is not great. Just generally, yeah. it's not a good yeah, idea. Right. Yeah, no. I mean, I mean, he's got he's got a way with calling himself a billionaire this whole time, so I can see why he thought otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> now, there is one counterpoint to this that I I think is worth pointing out as well. There aren't any states using up all their vaccines yet, right? Nobody's even getting close to using up their allocation yet. So a lot of reasonable non-liars and also some asshole liars at the federal level are pointing out that this we need bigger shipments talk could also be a cover for failures to distribute at the state level. And while that by no means is an excuse for lying about shots you don't have, we should be aware that there's already buck passing going on at the state level. So, Well, yeah, I mean, but to be fair to the states here, first of all, you got the second doses to worry about and everything and the, and the prioritization, but there's also no federal coordination, so it's literally impossible for them to get this right. Yeah, feels like maybe some things should be centrally planned. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> maybe federalism as a fucking ideal is stupid and you have to temper it. Also, uh, I, I had a thought. So what if we just have briar patches full of syringes in the Capitol building on inauguration? <laughs> I feel like that takes care of. That will. Yeah. We do know. I'm not talking work. about vaccines. I just mean syringes. Oh, yeah. I, you know. No, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but there is good news. The good news is that the Biden administration is going to enact the Defense Act. They're going to involve the National Guard and FEMA. So supplies will go up and the number of vaccines able to be distributed will follow. But when we look back at this time and boy, oh boy, will we look back at this time. Mm-hmm. 
the part where we lied about having a bunch of shots we didn't have and criticized our political opponent for saying they were going to release them, it's not going to look great. It's not going to look great. Yeah, no, this whole era has a those of us who live through it will look back and laugh kind of feel to it. (laughs) And finally tonight. In cancel culture news. Fantastic. You <laughs> very you listen to this story. This is, and wait, then you wait come for the payoff on this. And then you <laughs> so good. To this. Australia. It's about cheese. Yeah, it's about cheese, exactly. <laughs> Australia, well, and canceling cheese, no less. Australia has finally agreed to change the name of its racial slur cheese. What the so, fuck were they doing this whole time? Yeah, so, okay, so word of warning up front here. This story is about a cheese named after a racial slur, and for anybody to have any idea what's going on, I have to use the slur, which is... Pretty much the same kind of warning that Australians would have to give grocers before they asked for Saputo Dairy's brand of cheddar, <laughs> yeah. which was, until Wednesday's announcement, called Coon Cheese. Great. Yeah. Well, maybe they can sponsor the Washington football sports team that used to have a name. <laughs> Let me get the slur cheese, half a pound of hate crime bacon, and you know what? It's a Friday. I deserve a treat. Do you have any transphobic bread? Basically, mm. yeah, except with an Australian accent. Yeah. Now, it's worth noting that the public fight to get this brand name changed is approximately the same age as the current millennium. He uh, was so mad that he wants to go back and do it in an Australian I accent I did so right mad. Now. He's seething, dying. Seething with white hot rage. <laughs> All right, so a quick history on this. The name goes back almost a full century. It was launched in 1931 by the Kraft Walker Cheese Company under the name Red Coon in Australia. And in 1949, Kraft would register it as a trademark in the U.S., claiming use since 1910. Uh, so where does the name come from? Well, the slur. Um, <laughs> yeah. So w- when you ask Saputo, the, the only company that still calls it that, they'll tell you it was named after Edward Coon, which almost certainly isn't true. Right, like, I mean... There was a guy named that that did cheese stuff, but he has nothing to do with this kind of cheese or this company or anything. There's also plenty of evidence that the name arose from the black wraparound that the cheese was originally sold in. How dare you? Dave Kikebat was employee of the month two months in a row. (laughs) Why would you take this from him? Yeah, well, you'd be amazed at how much of the... No, actually, you probably wouldn't be surprised at all by how much of the commentary online is exactly that. So, yeah, it shouldn't really matter if that official story is true or not. Right, I mean, it, yeah, that would be better, sure, but one way or the other, they should have changed the goddamn name as soon as they realized it offended a whole race of people. Instead, they vigorously defended it to the point of claiming that the phrase was just, like only a slur in American English that was never widely used in Australia, which is demonstrably untrue. <laughs> it, it was, in fact, in its greatest use in Australia right around the time that the fucking cheese was named. Oh, re- huh. really, Dave? It doesn't offend people in Australia? Then why are we here, Dave? Why are we right, here? Yes. If it does- there you go. Also, regardless of all that, the English N-word, for example, isn't widely used in France. That's not a good reason to start the N-word fromage company. <laughs> exactly. What the fuck yes. kind of argument is right, that? Right, yeah. Also irrelevant. But the good news is that after 20 goddamn years of concerted effort, activists were able to talk this company into taking this belated sliver of action. Uh, and apparently th- this comes on the heels of Nestle finally agreeing only a few months ago to rename two snacks that they sold in Australia that were called Redskins and Chico's. Wow. So, yeah, it turns out that maybe their backwards attitudes towards racial progress might not have been caused by the Coriolis effect after all. It's getting better. <laughs> or, or at least I guess there are a lot of minorities on islands nearby really hoping so. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> Eli, you want to say anything in Australian before we wrap it up? <laughs> gibbity, gibbity, gibbity. And on that note, we're going to close it out. Thanks to No Illusions. Thanks to Eli Bosnick. And thanks to all the listeners who liked us on Facebook, followed us on Twitter, and sent us feedback on the other various internets. Please keep doing that. Please keep listening, and please keep telling your friends. And if you find the naive stupidity of our giving away a free show business model to be oddly charming, please feel free to send us gifts of money at our donation page at patreon.com slash skeptocrat. Just like all the generous new donors, you will have your genitals complimented next time around. And whether or not you're feeling financially benevolent like those fine people, if you enjoyed our brand of whimsy and you'd like to hear more dick jokes free of charge, check out our brother and sister shows, The Scathing Atheist, God Awful Movies, D&D Minus, and Citation Needed, available on Apple Music, Stitcher, all those other podcast apps, or the deep web. We just have one last thing. Let's compliment that penis. Special thanks to Ryan Slotnick of Evil Giraffes on Mars. He is the creator of the virtuosic musical stylings you heard today, which were used with permission. You should definitely check him out using the links we'll provide or by Googling the only band called Evil Giraffes on Mars. Until next time, catchphrase sign-off. Soul Tyler forever! <laughs> Okay, could you guys hear that goddamn clown-like cacophony that started the instant we started recording on my end? <laughs> no. Okay, the second I said where we're going live, I had this fucking siren drive by and all the dogs in the neighborhood started howling all together. I was like, oh, God, Jesus, what's up? We're going to march by with cymbals now and a fucking <laughs> bass drum? Lucinda's dad tries out his one-man band act. <laughs> Somebody just walks into your office with a pane of glass, drops it, stares <laughs> yeah. at you, walks out. I mean, if you mace yourself, I'm okay with it. But if you stick to the bit. Matreon goal. I'll mace myself for Matreon. I don't fucking care. I guess there's a number for me. There's definitely a number. The number for me is so low. It's like 100 It's pretty bucks. low. It's pretty low for me, too. I'll be honest. We should mace each other. They'd like that. Mace fight. <laughs> All right, so now that I'm in for, if it's competitive, and competitive there's a chance that, yeah, that I don't get the the worst of it, there's no chance that we would beat Heath in a It's just Heath sitting fight. on me, emptying both cans of mace into my face. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm getting a little. I am, because there's a lot of... <laughs> it's bouncing off you. All right, no, but that would be funny if both of us just <laughs> went right at you. <laughs> I'm buying fake mace online right now. Yes. <laughs> I'm buying real mace online right now. <laughs> good luck with that, buddy. Oh, we're going to switch them out. It'll be great. If it's good for the bit, I'm in. It is good for the bit. There's no question. That's the important that me and part. Noah macing you with real mace while you spray fake mace. <laughs> it's pretty great. It's great for the bit. Thank you. You get it. Without Eli knowing, we've switched his fake mace out <laughs> fake mace. Let's see if he notices. <laughs> <laughs> see, there it is. He did notice. You son of a bitch. <laughs> God, what a great sketch. Oh, I'll yeah, kill you. I'll kill guy. your whole family. <laughs> the preceding podcast was a production of Puzzle and a Thunderstorm, LLC. Copyright 2021. All rights reserved.